I can see you lying back in a satin dress In a room where you do what you don't confess Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been creeping round my back stairs Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been creeping round my back stairs Oh, hello everyone. This is Dr. Zom, the original. <laughs> uh, I am. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm having um, some discomfort, as usual, um, <clears throat> in the spine. Nothing major, but just, you know, just uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so... I thought I would jump on here. I don't have a lot to talk about, um, but I thought, you know, while I'm sitting inside, um, <clears throat> that I would just jump on and do a show. I haven't done one in a a week or so. I did a whole bunch there at one time, and, um, you know, but I figure I could come up with something to talk about. Um, <clears throat> we just had the passing of Gordon Lightfoot, who is a big uh, musical um, influence, I guess. Um, I know my cousin, um, who is a musician, uh, lent me a bunch of albums at one time. And uh, one of them was uh, the Gordon Lightfoot album that had the Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on it. And that was a huge song. I mean, he had so many songs um, that were big hits. Um, <clears throat> Sundown, which I didn't know until I saw the documentary, it was about uh, Kathy Evelyn Smith, who was put in prison for giving uh, John Belushi a lethal, I guess, a speedball of heroin and cocaine. Um, I think more or less what it was was, um, you know, they were doing drugs together, and she was a drug dealer at that time. When she was with Gord, I think she was more of a. Um, she was like a. She was wasn't like a. She was a backup singer and all this and that and and um, they were a big couple at the time. Of course, um, she got involved in selling drugs uh, later on in her life, and of course, and uh, Gordon Lightfoot at one time had a really bad uh, alcohol addiction. He was an alcoholic really bad alcoholic. But I think in the case with John Belushi, what it was, was, um, they were doing drugs together and, um, she was getting ready to leave and she, you know, who knows whether, you know, cause the only two people that were there were him and her, but, uh, she gave him a, a shot and then she left. Well, um, you know, and he ended up, he overdosed. Um, and it's kind of like, a, you know, you hate to say it, one way or another, but <clears throat> to, I mean, he was a drug addict and it's, ir, you know, I guess it could be considered irresponsible if you're doing drugs with somebody to just leave. But I mean, he was doing drugs all the time, every day and was kind of out of control and she just left and he died. Um, so I'm not, I don't want to say, you know, 
it was anybody's fault. It was his fault or whatever. It may have been irresponsible. I don't think it's like she murdered him or anything, but, um, um, I don't know. It's like when somebody, uh, these people that are doing like ayahuasca or LSD and things like that, that you want to have somebody there with you to stay there with you to make sure you're okay. And you see a lot of these, um, you know, either musicians or whoever, Bon Scott or, um, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin and everything that were either drinking or doing drugs by themselves or the, you know, the people they were doing them with left them and they, you know, aspirated on their own vomit or, you know, just overdosed. And if somebody would have been there, they might've been able to help them. But, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if I agree with the, I mean, I don't know if that's a controversial statement or not. I'm not sure if I agree that she should have went to prison. Um, I'm just not sure. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe she should have went to prison for selling drugs. Um, if they caught her selling drugs. Um, but then there you go down that whole rabbit hole of, uh, you know, I mean, the guy was doing it. He wanted to do it. Of course he didn't want to die, you know, whether it's Sid Vicious or, uh, you know, Jim Morrison or whoever. There's a, such a long list of, um, people that have died from drug overdoses, whether it's heroin, opiates or alcohol or whatever. Um, it's just sad. But anyway, the thing I was going to say was, you know, it's Gordon Lightfoot. That was his, um, I guess, ode to Kathy Evelyn Smith, uh, who was the love of his life at that time. And then she later on, you know, like I said, was with Belushi and all them. Um, I had Gord's Gold, the Gordon Lightfoot. I had that cassette that had all his hits on it. And I really enjoyed that. See, now when I start uh, doing a podcast, especially when I've done one uh, recently or whatever, then I start thinking, did I just talk about this? <laughs> I can't remember. But, you know, you got to have something to talk about, right? So anyway, Gord, um, not to go out, out of the realm of movies, he actually was in a movie. I'm going to look here uh, because I'm not sure if he was in any other ones. But he was in the movie Harry Tracy, The Last of the Wild Bunch. <clears throat> which was directed by William A. Graham, written by R. Lance Hill, and it starred Bruce Dern, Helen Shaver, Michael C. Gwynn, and let's see who else. Let's see. I wanted to get to Gord's thing here and see if he was in any other movies. He played U.S. Marshal Maury Nathan. This was one of like the biggest manhunts in North American history. I know it was like one of the biggest in uh, Canada. Um and then I think it went down into the United States with like up in Washington and some places like that, Vancouver and all around. Um, but I believe this one came on the heels of, of um, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and some movies like that where um, they made um, more sort of lighthearted movies about uh, these Old West outlaws. Um, and... Going back, and I'm sure this Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was probably like the same thing. They were probably a bunch of, you know, the, the wild bunch or the hole in the wall gang were a bunch of scumbags that were, if they were alive today and living in the area that you lived in, you'd be like, they're a bunch of fucking scumbags that are going around robbing people and killing people and 
shit like that. You see, I mean, how many people do you see on the news where you see something on the news where, um, you know, uh, oh, uh, two guys uh, robbed a, a, a liquor store in your you know local area and the cops chased him down. One of them got killed and an uh, uh, innocent person got killed and all this and that. You wouldn't sit there and say, oh, my God, remember that? That was so cool. Those guys were so cool and everything, you know. So I'm sure that the uh, Wild Bunch or the Hole in Wall gang or, and, and these guys were, were, you know, scumbags. And uh, <clears throat> but they made these movies and kind of made them more lighthearted and threw in like a love story and this and that. Because um, when I go back and read about the real Harry Tracy, I mean, you know, they him and um, this other guy. Well, him and at one time because he escaped from jail and from prison several times. And when they did, there was a lot of you know people that got killed, uh, whether they were law enforcement or the jailers or. Um, you know, innocent people. So anyway, but let's see Gord here. Gord, that's a pretty cool name. Gord, Lightfoot. It's like uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with uh, Jeff Bridges and Clint Eastwood, and he's like, Lightfoot, is you an Indian? And he's like, no, just American. Uh, was Gord in any other movies? Okay, there's just uh, songs that were in, uh, like... Uh, Sundown was in Knives Out with Daniel Craig. Licorice Pizza. If you could read my mind, Lord, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old movie about a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark or a fortress with chains upon my feet. I love that song and Carefree Highway and uh, Canadian Railroad Trilogy. And let's see. Okay. Gord was in Harry Tracy, Last of the Wild Bunch in 1982. The Wayne and Schuster comedy special. So I imagine he probably played himself in that. TV movie, 100 Years Young, 1967. Floating Over Canada with Murray McLaughlin. That's a TV movie in 1985. And he was on Hotel with uh, James Brolin, the TV show, in 1988. So not a lot. Um, soundtracks. Let's see what else other soundtracks he was in. Uh, let's go back. Let's go back to the good old days. Oh, let's see. That's what you get for loving me. Okay, that was American Bandstand. Porter Wagner show ribbon of darkness over me since my true love walked out the door well i never heard before this ribbon of darkness over me uh marty uh robbins uh i think made that one a big hit and i like that one too um that one they do like a double up like with a journey the journey song um uh oh shit what was this one where um, it's like uh, these eyes with uh, guess who and uh, new mother nature go together. And then there was a journey one, which was um, when the summer's gone, she'll be there standing by the light. My throat's getting uh, for the high part. I can't do it. <clears throat> but ribbon of darkness. There was a, um, the first part of that they always played was, um, uh, I'm not saying that I love you. 
I'm not saying that I'll care if you love me. I'm not saying that I'll care. I'm not saying I'll be there when you need me. And then that would go into Ribbon of Darkness. Well, I can give my heart to you. Or tell you that I'll sing your name up to the sky. I can lay the promise down that I'll always be around when you need me. So anyway, I like that song. <laughs> Ribbon of darkness over me. Let's see. Okay. That's uh, what you get for loving me. I already did that one. Uh, if you could read my mind. I, that one. That was on the Johnny Cash show. He was on there. And I think he did a... Um, uh, I know he was on the Johnny Cash show and him and Johnny Cash did a duet, but I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking Johnny Cash did that song. Let's see. Early morning rain, Elvis, Aloha from Hawaii. So Elvis covered him there and that was a good concert, uh, Elvis, uh, concert on, um, VHS or DVD. Let's see, uh, what else we got? Ciao, sundown, you better take care. That was played on McLeod, which was a Dennis Weaver show back in the day. That was a kind of a spinoff of the Clint Eastwood movie Coogan's Bluff, uh, where you have the um, the uh, sheriff or whatever from policeman or sheriff from the uh, American West, modern day American West, but he goes to New York to uh, help out with a crime. That was like, you know, Coogan's Bluff and Clinton was the uh, sheriff. And then he's chasing down like Don Stroud and a bunch of weirdos. They were druggies, but they, you know, were like motorcycles and stuff too. Uh, some like Triumph motorcycles. Um, so McLeod, when they kind of wanted to make a show that had the same premise, they got Dennis Weaver to play uh, the part that Clint played. Uh, let's see. What else we got here? Daddy Oaf. Let's see. A lot of the same stuff. Uh, if you could read my mind, God, they they did that on a bunch of shows and movies. Early morning rain. Snort. Uh, this is turning into a movie podcast. Or a, a movie podcast. It's never been a movie podcast. Generation Kill. They played Sundown. That was a good. That was a good miniseries about like uh, the Iraq uh, Kuwait and Iraq War and all that shit. Um, <clears throat> Blacklist Sundown. <laughs> so Gord was all over Carefree Highway. I know they played. Um, I thought they played Carefree Highway, or was it? Uh, I think it was Carefree Highway they played in the uh, Wonderland movie with uh, Val Kilmer. It was either that or um, I think it was Carefree Highway they played at the end. Velvet Underground, I'm not saying. Hmm. Licorice Pizza, that was a good movie. I liked that one. I thought it was pretty good, entertaining. Mama, 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 we're all crazy now. That's not, uh, okay, let's see. Mr. Robot, I watched that show. It was a good show. Uh, the record of the Edmund Fitzgerald was on Mike and Mike. Okay. Primary keep on whining. Okay, I guess uh, 50 Years of Peter, Paul, and Mary, um, they did Early Morning Rain. And the reason I started singing Credence is I saw uh, Mary, and I was thinking of Proud Mary. Rolling. Okay, so Gord wasn't in very much else. Um, Bruce Dern, of course, was played Harry Tracy. Helen Shaver, that was his love interest, Catherine Tuttle. Let's see what else she was in. See, we'll do a rabbit hole thing here just to get a show out. I was watching some movies, and I'll talk about them here in just a, few, in a little bit, but um, 
I've, I've just been watching, of course, again, a lot of YouTube and I get, uh, fall down that rabbit hole of these, you know, uh, fitness influencers and how they're fighting each other and trolling each other and swatting each other and, uh, doxing each other and all this shit. Helen Shaver has built a lasting legacy, uh, both, uh, behind and front of the camera. Okay. Uh, she directed hundreds of hours of television, including law and order, special victims unit to castle. I didn't watch castle outer limits. Let's see what else she did as an actress or actor. I'm sorry. I don't want to be politically incorrect. Um, let's see. Not well, I get, okay. I didn't need to expand that. I was going to say not a lot, but there probably is a lot. I just need to expand. Let's see. She started in 74. I just want to see if I see anything on here that was something that I have seen. Okay, shoot. I think we reviewed that on the show. That was Cliff Robertson, Ernest Borgnine, and Henry Silva. So we did do an episode where that was one of the two picks that we did, and it was a pretty good movie. Uh, Two groups of armed men um, eye each other across a body of water. A deadly incident ensues. The first group returns to their town in fear of the consequences uh, which never come. They realize that far greater danger is offing. I don't know what that O F F I N G. Uh, that was pretty good. It, it kind of had a um, deliverance slash uh, kind of like uh, a movie for that time about like goofballs that like to you know just worship their guns and macho and everything. Cliff Robertson, Ernest Borgnine, who will be in another movie that I watched. Uh, let's see who else. Helen Shaver. I don't remember there being a lot of women in this. I know Chris or uh, Cliff Robertson was a real macho asshole in this. So if there was a woman in this, he was probably fucking her. Uh, Gordon's War. Paul Winfield. I've never heard of that. Let me look at it. I'm not saying that I love you. Paul Winfield. I like him. Uh, let's see. They said it would, would have taken an army to get the mob out of Harlem. This is the army. This is Gordon's war. Ooh, that looks pretty good. Four Vietnam vets go to war against the drug dealers and pimps of Harlem. Let me look at this trailer real quick. Okay. Shout factory presents. Gordon's War, baby. Oh, this looks great. I've never even heard of this. This looks really good. Better bookmark while I remember. God damn. Four man army and a foolproof plan. Oh. Nice black and white portable TV. Oh. Okay, I need to watch that. That looks really good. What did, what did it get her? It got a 6.4 out of 10. So that's probably, for us, that's probably like a 10 out of 10, actually. 
Um, who else is in this? Any? Let's see. Grace Jones. Oh, I did see a thing uh, yesterday. Uh, I guess uh, came out. Dolph came out and said that he has been fighting cancer now for the past eight years. Speaking of Grace Jones, who he used to be in love with and date way back when. So uh, best wishes to Dolph. He is one of our icons on Silva and Gold. I think he is the gold. I believe, isn't Dolph the gold? I know Silva is uh, Henry Silva. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see here. But Gordon's War. Okay, I want to watch that. I'll, I'll see. Let's see where I can find that. I'm going to look on here and see if... Uh, if it says where this is actually uh, can be viewed, maybe it's on Tubi or something. Since I have, I'm a self-admitted cheapskate who doesn't want to pay for anything. Cookies, I'm going to reject them all. Gordon's War. Gordon's War, 1973. I thought this stupid thing always told you where you could watch it. It does on my iPad. And that's saying that I love you, motherfucker. Okay, already watched, want to watch. I'll click want to watch. Uh, let's see. Rotten Tomatoes, I've got a 60% fresh. I guess that's how you do that. See more. See more butts. Oh, okay, it's on YouTube. Gordon's War, 1973 on YouTube. Um, I hope it's not in Spanish. Let me check because the uh, description is in Spanish. Uh, reject all. Or is that French? It looks like French. Come on, somebody say something so I can tell. Speak, motherfucker, speak. It's good to see you. Okay, cool. It's in, it's in Anglaise. Um, Hunky. Fuck you, hunky. Okay, so that looks good. And you know, I, I was, uh, with the movies that I watched um, this week, I found some, okay, they're scum. I've been wanting to watch that one, so I better save that to my uh, list too, which I, I think I did last time. Um, but there's a lot of uh, good movies, especially like Grindhouse and um, uh, Old Noir, but also Grindhouse and old uh, cult classic channels that are popping up on YouTube for free. Uh, I, I think uh, some of them have commercials, but I'll say one thing about YouTube is con compared to like Tubi, Tubi will have commercials and they may have three or four commercials uh, at a time where on YouTube, they might have like one commercial and it's pretty quick and then they get right back to the movie. But it's free, so I'm giving fuck. Gordon's War, come check that out. I'm gonna see, I'm glad I'm did this. I'm glad I'm did this show. Trouble Man, that was a good one. I like that one. Superfly was good. Bucktown, was that Fred the Hammer? I think that was Fred the Hammer. Yeah. I can't remember if I saw that one or not. I might have. Shaft, I love the original. I liked all the Shaft movies, but I, I, I agree with like Sammy and uh, some of the other dudes that have said that uh, Richard Roundtree, you know, I think that maybe he didn't want to get like typecast just in the shaft role. Of course he played shaft like three or four times. If you include the uh, one with Samuel Jackson, where he just had a, a, a kind of a small part playing the original shaft uh, cameo, I guess. Um, but um, if he would have, I don't know. Cause he played in some Westerns too. 
Uh, I like Richard Roundtree. I thought he had really good charisma, a good look and everything. Okay, what's this marked for death? That's Steven Seagal. I know I saw that. What was that one? Was that the one with the uh, um, the dudes from like Jamaica? <laughs> a retired DEA agent is out to hunt down and take out the Jamaican. Okay, that's the one with Z- uh, not Zipperhead. Screwhead? No, Screwhead was uh, Mike Mignola. Uh, screw on head, the uh, Mike Mignola dark horse um, character. What the heck was that guy's name? Screwface. Okay, so the Screwface. What else was Screwface in? Let's see. Basil Wallace played Screwface. And this was this was a pretty good Seagal movie. This is before he became. Well, he was probably a piece of shit then too. But he sort of is like a. If Jason Blaha uh, got to make movies, then he would become like Seagal. And that's one of those fitness guys that I was talking about that uh, was on YouTube. And at first he would just like, uh, he got famous or famous for YouTube's sake, uh, like talking about whether people were uh, natural bodybuilders or not, or if they were on steroids. Then he started kind of getting into his own shit and saying that he was a contract killer and that his dad was a green beret and he was recruited right out of high school because he, he could shoot a thousand yards, uh, and all this shit. And, um, but then people started exposing him. And then that was when like a lot of doxing and, and, uh, all kinds of like a big feud, this one dude put out a whole bunch of videos, uh, exposing him for being a big phony and everything. And um, so that was pretty fun to watch, just that whole saga. But uh, he kind of is like Seagal, where Seagal, you know, was like a karate instructor. And the next thing you know, he's telling everybody that he worked for the CIA and was in the, you know, the Golden Triangle fighting the drug wars and all this shit. They're screwhead. Let's see. What else (coughs) was a screwhead in? Blood Diamond with uh, What's His Face. That was a good movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Actor. He was in 47 films. And he looked different with Screwhead. He had these weird eyes and that um, dreadlocks. Star Trek The Next Generation, Klingon Guard number one. That would be like a role that I would be in. I would be Klingon Guard number two. China Beach. That was a pretty good show from what I remember. I like that one girl that was on there that um, I think she ended up maybe being a Scientologist. Dana Delaney. Dana Delaney. Is she like a um, a uh, Scientologist? And uh, Marg uh, Helgenberger. She was hot too back then. Uh, let's see. China Beach. Who else was in that? Was anybody Dana Delaney? Marg Helgenberger. Uh, Robert Picardo. I've seen him in a lot of stuff. I think he's maybe in a Star Trek show. Uh, Jeff Kober. He was in that one with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips that was kind of a supernatural police thing where he'd be like, hey, buddy boy, the first power. Wasn't that it? Jeff Kober. He was pretty good. He had a good look and a good uh, charisma and everything about him. He Kind of like Buddy Ravel from 3 O'Clock High that he was, Buddy Ravel was kind of small, like shorter and everything. He was also in Two Moon Junction with Christy McNichol and the chick from Twin Peaks. Let's see, Jeff Kober. Buddy boy. Dodger Winslow. I might have to go back and watch some of those, but I think it would probably be disappointing, sort of like uh, that TV show Tour of Duty. I used to watch that too, uh, which was a um, had Terrence Knox 
and it was a Vietnam uh, on the on the heels of Platoon uh, and all those Vietnam movies coming out. They had a TV show called. Um, I just said it. What the fuck was it called? Tour of Duty. <laughs> okay, Alien Nation. Uh, Josh Kober was in that with uh, James Caan and Mandy Patankin. Laguna Heat, that was a TV movie. What was in that? That sounds familiar. That sounds like a TV show. Or, uh, I mean, a, um, yeah, a TV show. Harry Hamlin and Jason Robards and Rip Torn. After his partner is killed, private detective Tom Shepard returns to his home in Laguna Beach, California, where he finds himself embroiled in a series of nightmarish murders that take him back to the past and some twisted family ties. Well, who's in that? Harry Hamlin. I liked Harry Hamlin in that uh, Op Center, the Tom Clancy miniseries. Jason Robards is always good in everything, in my opinion. Uh, Clyde Kusatsu. I just almost started singing the Waylon Jennings song, Clyde, but I'm not going to because you've had enough singing for now. Peter Jason kind of always reminded me of Meatloaf, but he's not Meatloaf. Glowing like the middle on the edge of a knife. Come on, hold on tight. I wasn't thinking of Harry Hamlin. I was thinking of um, the dude that was on St. Elsewhere that played football at like UCLA, Mark Harmon, but it was Harry Hamlin instead. V, now that I heard that was a really good show, but I didn't watch it when it was on. So it might, again, be kind of dated, but it might be good. There's so much stuff, like we've talked about before on the show, there's just so much stuff past and present uh, to watch. It's like a glut. Uh, Let's see, what else was this fuckhead in? Viper. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought that was Dennis Hopper, but it's not. After Laura's husband, James, is murdered, she decides to find out who did it and why. She finds herself in a fight against an anti-terrorist organization in her desire for revenge. That's rated R, too. I wonder if it's got any good sex in it. Direct, let's see, who's that girl? She kind of looks like, uh, oh, I can't tell. What's her name that was married to um, Dennis Quaid? The, eh, whatever, I can't remember her name. Uh, let's see. Mighty Joe Young. She was in that. She naked in this. Well, let's see. Wait a minute. Let's see if there's any nudity in this movie. I want to, I'm a perv, so I want to see. I'm not saying that I love you. Land of Doom. Viper. That kind of looks like the Charlie Sheen movie with, um, the dude that played Dr. Green on... Um, ER, kind of a car movie, but a, you know, guy's undercover cop and becomes friends with a guy who's into the bad shit, but then they become actually become friends. Peter Morris. It doesn't say, it should say it's Chris Hansen, but what kind of guy? That's another thing I, why I haven't been watching as many shows is because, um, or movies is because, um, I've, I've also fallen down the internet predator. Not just Chris Hansen, but uh, what kind of guy shows up for something like this with a 13-year-old girl? Uh, let's see. Somewhere between CIA and the KGB, there's Viper. Is Viper supposed to be her? Or is Viper 
October. Do they have a tra- they don't even have a trailer? Linda Pearl and James Tolkien. Who's James Tolkien? Or is he Viper? Oh, okay. He was uh, uh, on uh, Top Gun, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, the one ball-headed guy that was always giving Maverick shit in Top Gun. He's pretty, I like him. He's a pretty good actor. Uh, he has a, a certain look. You look so good. Fantastic man. It's rated R. Well, wait a minute. Let me save that because it might be something worth going back and watching. Viper. That's a good name. That was the chick in, she was Madame Hydra in uh, Marvel Comics. And then they kind of made a shitty version of her in that Wolverine movie, which I I liked that Wolverine movie, but they screwed up some stuff. I, I, I could overlook some of it because... Um, I liked all the Japan stuff and the pachinko parlors and the uh, bullet train and all that stuff. Um, but they screwed up some characters and they mishmash some of them together and yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, let's see what else we got here. Let's get off the Cobra thing. That was uh, the first power, which is what I was looking for. Okay, back to Screwhead. Not Screwhead. What was his name? He was Screwface. What else was Screwface in? Dig it. Blood Diamond. I thought that was a pretty good movie. I like the mercenary kind of stuff in that. Uh, Time for Fear. Don't know what that is. Oh, my shoulders are so cocked up. Man. Lots of TV stuff. Screwface uh, wasn't in a lot of movies, it doesn't seem. Kind of strange. Lots of TV. After uh, after Marked for Death, it was like TV, 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 TV. Wedlock, that was Rutger Hauer. Um, a male prison escapee heads for his hidden loot electronically attached to a female prisoner. Mimi Rogers, and she gets a... Uh, Joan Chen was a hottie there at one time where she was getting a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Uh, that was the one where they're in a prison where that's another thing Blaha was talking about on his show that he said that uh, all Saudi Arabia after a 9-11, all Saudi Arabians um, should that lived in America should have been put on national TV, put to death on national TV. And then we should have nuked Saudi Arabia. And then anybody that's here illegally, that's not working. They should put these collars around their neck with a, uh, small charge that if they go outside of the area or if they don't work, the warden can blow their head off, which as soon as he said that, it reminded me of this, this show, this movie uh, by Lewis Teague, a prison escapee heads for, okay, I already said that there's Rutger Hauer. He was a good looking man back then. I, he went, I think this was maybe made for HBO because I, yeah, uh, media home video rated R. I might want to watch this too. I haven't seen it in a long time. But at one time, Rutger Hauer, man, he was he was the shit. He just had that look after he played Roy Batty and uh, Wolfgar. And um, he was a, a go-to guy. James Remar is in this. I like him. Mimi Rogers, she was hot. She was still a hot lady for an older lady now. She's probably the same age as me. <laughs> Joan Chen. 
Stephen Toblowski. He was in Groundhog Day. He was the guy that kept coming up to Bill Murray and uh, the insurance salesman or whatever. Basil Wallace, that's Screwface. Let's see. Yeah, this looks pretty good. I mean, like I said, I've seen it, but it was just so long ago. Blind Fury. I remember watching Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer and um, uh, knowing it was a remake of um, a uh, you know Japanese samurai movie. And I really did not dig it that much. Uh, maybe I should give it another shot. Um, I liked the, um, the Japanese version. I finally saw that and I really liked it. And uh, it, that it did have some you know comedy elements and stuff in it. So maybe I'll go back and watch that. Wanted Dead or Alive, that was a big one. Like all my friends, we all anything Rutger Hauer had coming out uh, in the theater, we would go to the mall and watch it. Take a drink. Joan Chen and Rutger Hauer again in The Blood of Heroes. So they were paired up in that too. Uh, surviving the Game. Maybe need to rewatch that one. That had a big, nice cast in it and a bunch of uh, scuzzy scumbags. Uh, 19, early nine, or early to mid 90s. It's where they go and chase uh, Ice-T down, like they hunt him, uh, most dangerous game kind of a thing. Busey looks like he is unhinged. A homeless man is hired as a survival guide for a group of wealthy businessmen on a hunting trip in the mountains, unaware that they are killers who hunt humans for sport. <laughs> And then he is their new prey. <laughs> I like Charles S. Dutton too. He was good in the um, Aliens number three and that TV show Rock. Let's get out of here. Let's see. Let me. I want to watch just. It, it'll whet my appetite to watch this trailer. A little bit of a trailer because I know I, I know from the past show when I was watching trailers. Even if I turn it up, you guys can't hear shit, which is weird. This isn't it. This is something else. She was experiencing a terrible emptiness. No one knew about her future. This Max von Sydow. The letter she wrote document the loneliness she endured. Something about nuns. Rutger Hauer. Dear Father Levan Exem, never in all my life. Is this about Mother Teresa? About it is. I can't remember if it was Christopher Hitchens or who it was really went off on uh, Mother Teresa, you know, saying that they could have put so much money into building hospitals and stuff instead of churches and convents. Yeah. What's this called? I like I'm watching uh, the letters based on a true story. I like I'm I'm looking at uh, surviving the game, and I want to watch that trailer, and I get a Mother Teresa trailer. Let's see. Here's here's uh, uh, surviving the game, 1994 rated R. Does it have any rape in it? Like uh, Gary Busey rape anybody or something? Well, God damn it, there it is again. It says play trailer, and it's got a big picture of Gary Busey with, like, war paint on and his big buck teeth, 
And he looks like he's got some cavities there too. Like he, maybe he needed a brush. I don't know. Let's see. But that looks good. I mean, you know, I want to watch it, but I would like to see the trailer to what me appetite. Uh, John McGinley, he was the kind of cowardly guy in the Vietnam movie Platoon, uh, which I wouldn't have blamed him either. I would have pretended like I was dead too, just to survive. Uh, William McNamara, Jeff Corey, he was in a lot of uh, old um, westerns. Choge. Okay, what else we got here? Trespass with Ice T, Bill Paxton, William Sadler, and Ice Cube. I need to watch that. So I'm going to bookmark that. So many, I mean, you get on here there. That's a Shout Factory uh, release too there, I believe. Uh, I Come in Peace. We reviewed that on the show. Uh, Dolph, our gold, poor poor guy. He looks to be uh, doing fairly well. And, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I'm sure it's it's a tough thing. But uh, um, I always like Dolph. He's got a good spirit about him, I think. Hope I don't find out something bad about him after I said that, because then I'll have to we'll have to change the name of the show. We can uh, make somebody else gold, like Lee Majors or somebody. <clears throat> Snort. <laughs> Grand Canyon. That was Steve Martin. That was a good movie. That was it. Wasn't a, a real funny movie. It was a just a pretty good uh, with uh, Danny Glover and Steve Martin. Uh, Kevin Klein. Uh, who else was in that one? The Chicks, Mary Louise Parker, Alfre Woodard, uh, Tina Lifford, Jeremy Sisto, who I like, but then he was on Law and Order, and I didn't really, he didn't really turn my, you know, didn't really do it for me on there. Uh, but uh, I recommend um, uh, Grand Canyon. Pretty good movie. <clears throat> Dig. Afterburn. It's his TV movie, but still, you never know, right? Laura Dern, Robert Loggia, and Vincent Spano. Vincent Spano was another one that they really tried to push, gave a huge push to, and he was got a lot of TV, got a lot of uh, movie and TV roles at one time, but he never really panned out. He was in that, um, uh, what the heck was that movie called that was uh, like a kind of a teen movie? Well, I know he was in, um, I think, Rumblefish. He played like a nerdy guy that didn't want to get involved with their bullshit. Um, but it was, it was like the name of a New York street or something that he was in. I think that was like one of, uh, alphabet city. Yeah. That was the one that was, um, God damn. My shoulder, my right shoulder is like out or something. It's bothering me. Uh, alphabet city. That was like a one that I think he kind of got discovered in. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Rumble Fish, he played Steve. That was a small part, though, in Rumble Fish. City of Hope. He should have just kept playing the same part that he played in Alphabet City. He's a good-looking guy. I just don't know if he just didn't have the it factor. But he certainly had somebody pushing for him because he was in a lot of stuff. Let's see what he's doing lately. What have you done for me lately, Spano? 2021, he was in a movie called Torch. Let's see if we can give him a push again. Get him back in the limelight. Lacey Dorn and Vincent Spano and John Savage. Um, Clara grew up in the Belize jungles 
but was sent to live in San Francisco after a childhood trauma. Her uh, older boyfriend, Gabriel, Gabriel, encourages a trip back to her jungle home. Once arriving, the uh, familiar faces and tropic environment fill Claire with hope for a brighter future. She soon is reminded that the jungle has a dark side and begins to realize that Gabriel may have an even darker side himself. Uh, what's going on here? Why is all this shit turned off? I'm not saying that I love you. I'm not saying that I'll care if Johnny loves me. Hey, Johnny. Why do I have to install that when it should be installed, you motherfucker? Let me do something here. I'm going to pause for a second. Ribbon of darkness over me. Okay, I fixed it. I don't even remember what I was fixing, but I fixed something. He has a darker side. <laughs> he may even have a darker side himself. Ooh, they have a trailer for that on there? Nope. Spano. John Savage. Pretty old now. I mean, I remember him back from... Uh, uh, the Deer Hunter. He was in a lot of stuff at one time. Cool name. John Savage. La- the Long Night. Let's see what this is all about. A boot. Scout Taylor Compton, Nola Gerard Funk, and Deborah Cara Unger. Deborah Cara Unger. I know who she is, I think. A devoted couple's quiet weekend takes a bizarre turn when a nightmarish cult and their maniacal leader come to fulfill an apocalyptic prophecy. Well, that sort of almost sounds like that. uh, I'm sure it's not the same, but like uh, the one with Dave Bautista that just came out. But this one looks like it's more of a horror movie, like a scary, uh, maybe slasher weirdo movie. Jeff Fahey's in this, so it's probably pretty good. He's I like him a lot. No joke. Hellblazers on Tubi. That's what's his face that played in um, Tony Todd. Was uh, the guy with the bees? <laughs> Candyman? <laughs> Oops, better not say that anymore. Uh, said in the late 1980s, a satanic cult has a singular focus of unleashing hell on earth. This seems like a pattern. Uh, with the help of an ancient incantation, they conjure a demon and its members are tasked with feeding it the populace of a nearby small southwestern town. Written and directed by Justin Lee, stars Ed Marone, Moron, <laughs> Crash Boost, and Tony Todd. It looks like it's got Bruce Dern in it, too. Meg Foster with her eyeballs. Adrian Barbeau. There you go. Uh, who else? Uh, Bruce Dern. Billy Zane. Okay. I'm in. I think I'm in. Is this a TV show or is this a movie? It's a Tubi original, and I get Tubi. I'm cheap, but I get it. It only gets a 4.3 out of 10, but still. There's Bruce Stern. You motherfuckers. I would like to see Bruce Dern fight Gary Busey. And like they would both be like uh, super-powered beavers. Tony Todd looks menacing in this. 
Really? I hate to tell you, Joe, but nothing too exciting happens around There's Adrian Barbeau. Is this a comedy? It's not a comedy, is it? Morning, Bill. Bruce Stern in a wheelchair again. I wonder if he is in a wheelchair in real life because he was in a wheelchair in uh, that Quentin Tarantino movie and he used to run ultra marathons. Uh, he's pretty old now, so I wonder if his bones just didn't start breaking down his hips and his ankles and knees and stuff. I mean, they would just run marathon like every fucking day, run a, a full marathon. Uh, the Commando. I think I talked about that. This Mickey Rourke. He tries to cover up his face with a cowboy hat and a pair of sunglasses and stuff. It's got Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White. DEA agent returns home with PTSD after a botched mission and must uh, now protect his family from a home invasion when a recently freed convict and his henchmen come after their stash of millions hidden inside the agent's home. This was directed by Asif Akbar and written by Asif Akbar, Al Bravo, and Koji Stephen Sakai. Uh, also has Jeff Fahey. Okay, let's see if it's got anybody else that's good in it. That they paid a bunch of money to and didn't pay anybody else. <laughs> Donald Cerrone. I think that's Cowboy Cerrone from MMA UFC fame. Um, <laughs> don't see anybody else. But if it's got Jeff Fahey, Mickey Rourke, and Michael Jai White in it, I will probably have to watch this. What's the trailer look like? Better bookmark. I'm going to have all these bookmarks and not watch any of these. You watch. That is not uh, that movie. That is Inception. Or not Inception. The one with the... There he is. Fahey. Oh, Michael Jai White looks pretty cool in this. Badass. It's nice to have you home. So much better now. I found something in my room. You found all of that money? We have to tell mom and dad. You don't know who this money belongs to. Motorcycle gang with Mickey Rourke. I heard you were getting out today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Mickey Rourke. Talks like he's got like a bunch of... uh. Like his jaw is wired shut or something. Uh-oh. Oh, no. This kind of looks like Mandy or something. Mandy versus Michael Jai White. Oh! Oh, Mickey Rourke called Michael Jai White boy. It's like got some karate in it. Michael Jai White's got like a uh, shaggy beard. I like that. I like a shaggy beard and shaggy hair. That looks pretty good. Would it get rated? It probably have a sucky rating, but I want to find out. Uh, 3.3 out of 10. I got to watch that. Dig it. I like Michael Jai White. I like Mickey Rourke. Shouldn't talk shit on Mickey just because he... Got his face all fucked up. Okay. Well, Jeff Fahey. Well, let's see what I'm sure he's he's just cashing a lot of checks, but still. Jeff Fahey cashing checks is a pretty good deal. 
It's like Cool Hand Luke. Sometimes nothing's a pretty cool hand. Okay, Jeff Fahey. Completed, completed, completed. Post-production. Probably about a million movies here. Wasn't he in that movie about the lawnmower? <laughs> I saw a, a trailer for the uh, uh, movie M- Meg 2, uh, which is about a shark. I don't know if I've been talking. God, I've been almost talking an hour for about nothing. I should just quit now. Cap it at an hour. Start putting out hour shows. Okay, so Hellblazers, we might want to check that out. The Commando doesn't look too good as far as the ratings go, but uh, I don't know. I like this dude here. Um, what's his name? Uh, is that the guy I was thinking about? Nope. Maybe I don't like this guy. John Mesner, he's somebody that he was in that Bruce Willis Navy Seals movie and uh, then made a whole bunch of um, straight to DVD movies. But Bruce Willis is in this, and we know Bruce Willis is not doing too well. This is 2021. So he was made some uh, a few movies where he is on the box uh, for his name and everything. And then, <clears throat> you know somebody else is like the main guy. It must be this Timothy V. Murphy. Uh, An ex-NYPD officer turned sheriff of a rural uh, Georgia town has to contend with a gang of thieves who have taken a wealthy doctor hostage. I don't know. A lot of these, you know, they look pretty good. Like I would watch them if they were free. Like free is good. What's it? Measure of Revenge. This is a chick. We got some chicks in it. Measure of Revenge, 2022, hour and a half. That's tight. Uh, the story follows theater actress Lillian Cooper, uh, whose son dies mysteriously when the investigating officer rules the cause of death and accidental overdose. Lillian conducts her own investigation, which leads her to unlikely alliance with her son's former drug dealer. On her quest for answers, Lillian hallucinates some of the iconic character. Okay, I had to click on something here. Uh, hallucinates uh, some of the iconic characters she's played on stage would serve as her inner voice, urging her to avenge her son's death. That sounds weird. Uh, stars Sonny Brown, Jasmine Carmichael, and Keith Rome. Ro- uh, Keith Ramon Charles. Wait a minute. I thought it had somebody famous in it. Maybe not. I've been wrong. Melissa Leo. That's who I was uh, just thinking of. She's the only person in this that I think I know. I don't think that sounds weird. I mean, it's probably might be good, but what did it rate? An F. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's see. 3.8 out of 10. Man, I'm going down the poop rabbit hole. Okay, let's get out of this. This is going down. This is just madness. Uh, Is that Fahey? No, Vincent Spano. I don't know about him. I just have to wonder what a beauty like you is doing working for a bunch about to go on. Which brings me... To my most relevant question. Is this more pointless harassment? He kind of looks like, um, what's his face that was in um, Sam Waterston? Let's move it over now. I need you to come with me. Get inside! And 
to stay. You don't want me to go. What the hell do you want? I want to win. My bastard process server has my address. You're going to pay for this, bitch. Fuck me, Eric! You can't leave those kids alone! I was seen too until I met you. That's just real. Oh, he must be. That must have been on. I think that chick's on Law and Order, so maybe Spano is on one of the Law and Orders. Oh, it looks like he's getting ready to have sex. I watched a um, video uh, this morning. I think it was right before I fell asleep. Um, with that, was it the guy Wang or whatever his name is? And he was talking about, uh, uh, it was like a Reddit story that somebody wrote in. And um, he was reading about it. And uh, this guy and his wife had been married for a, a while. And of course, when they first got married, their sex life was you know really good and everything. And then, how would I rate marked for death? I'd give it a 10. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> God, my neck, this is really, I mean, it's just bothering me even to talk. Um, but they, they had like three kids or something like that, and their sex life kind of started trailing off where they weren't having sex very often. And so he was asking people for advice and um, they said, well, you need to spice things up maybe and, you know, set up a, set up a day, you know, a certain day of the week or, you know, make a date where you're going to go out and everything. And then you're going to have a special night without the kids, get a babysitter and everything and explore different things, try new positions or role play, fantasy role play or whatever. But just try and spice things up, uh, make things different, you know, other than just the same old, you know, stuff. And um, so I'm trying to think what he said. I th Oh, oh, um, she suggested that she peg him. And he was like, what are you talking I never ever wanted to do that, you know, da, da, da. and she was like, so... She talked him into it, and um, so um, I guess the first time they did it, they prepared and everything, and then after they did it, um, I think she, she was getting into it, and that kind of excited him that she was getting turned on and it was kind of kinky. So he, it was like, you know, he didn't mind it, and he kind of got turned on by how she was acting. So then, like the next time, she wanted to do it again, Oh, man, God damn it. So anyway, um, we may be quitting here quickly or shortly. I'm going to get through this story real quick and we'll, maybe we'll cut it off because Jesus Christ, just sitting here, I'm just, my neck and shoulder are just, fuck it. I need to do something like try and stretch or something. Ugh. And, um. So they did it. He's like, you know, okay, I tried it the first time. Yeah, it wasn't that bad or whatever, but I didn't really want to do it again. So they did it again. I guess this time she got even more enthused and she like grabbed him by the hair and pulled his head back. And she was like, you know, dirty talking him. And like, she was like, ah, oh, you, you know, like you like it, you know, all this stuff, you know, while she was fucking him, treating him like the, like a, I don't know, whatever. But being real aggressive and, uh, <sighs> She said something like, I'll, uh, give me that shit. And he was like, what? 
And she was like, come on, give me that shit. I want, I want, to, I want your shit. And so he was like, okay, wait a minute, what? And so he quit. He just stopped. And he went in the other room. <laughs> the way he was talking is like he grabbed like a blanket and went in the other room and locked the door or something. <laughs> so anyway, apparently, I don't, if I got to the end of the story, I remember that they were going to have sex or something. I can't remember. And she said that was, they talked about it. And he was like, I don't know, because I, you know, just the thought of it, it didn't even sound appealing, and it made him want to vomit and gag and everything else. But she said that's something she always wanted to do. She wanted him to shit on her, and he was like, oh, you know, I don't know about this. This is gross. You know, it's shit and everything. So anyway, they decided that they would try it, and so they were going, I guess they were having sex or whatever. And, and he said, I think, you know, I don't know how they prepared for it. If you had a, like a big meal or what. And so they went in the bathroom and she laid down in the bathtub and he was, I guess, on the toilet and he thought he might have to go. Well, then he like squatted his butt over the side of the bathtub because he was going to like poop on her on her like chest. And he said, when it started coming out, he felt this weird sensation. Well, he like looked back and she had re like got a, like, I guess got up to a point where she had her mouth up against his butt and he was going to poop and he stopped and he was like, Oh my God. Well, he said when he stopped, I guess <coughs> when he stopped, it like pinched off. <laughs> <laughs> some of it came out and I think I might, I must have turned it off because I didn't hear what I don't remember even hearing past that point. So I might, I must've just turned it off because he was laughing, telling the story and I'm laughing and gagging, just telling it right now. I think I just turned it off because I don't know what the conclusion was. So I may have to go back and hear what they say about that. But some of those things are are pretty funny. Um, let's see YouTube, where there's some of them on there where they'll just have like the 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 creepiest or the weirdest of Reddit, and they'll just have like a um, a thing that just reads it in a, like a mechanical like robotic voice. There's the spook uh, at the who sat by the door. That's a good movie. Uh, let's see here, Wang Poop story. I guess I think it was Reddit. Is it Wang? Is that what his name is? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Here is Tales from Internet Poop Story Compilation. Two hours. Now that might that would probably be pretty funny if you don't gag. The Reddit Poop Jars. Tales from the Internet. Uh, Tales from the Internet Poop Scissors. What's this? The, the Reddit Coconut Tale. Uh, I saw one on here one time where a girl would take like a, some kind of a baggie or something. And she would go get like these, uh, like go to a dumpster. And if she found like these maggots eating on uh, like food, she would put the maggots in a bag and then stick the maggots up her uh, cooch in the bag. So the maggots wouldn't be getting to her, but they'd be moving around. And that was pretty gross. 
Broke the toilet with giant poop, Reddit stories, worst bathroom emergency stories. See, some of these are funny, but some of them are just so gross. Uh, gross Reddit stories. Poop guitar. <laughs> People who have crapped themselves during their adult life. What happened? Now, see, some of those I like to go on and read. But uh, Wang is pretty funny. Especially when it's something that like just that kind of like tickles him. And uh, makes him start laughing. Let's see. Wang. Poop. Eating. That's what it was. Oh, ate his poop. The Reddit. This is only, well, it's 11 minutes. The Reddit poop wife. Uh, let's see what it says here. Because I just want to get. This to guy's that. wife ate his poop. It's tale as old as time. A married couple struggling to keep up the excitement as the years pass. And after having a child, the need to spice things up gets even more pressing. For some couples, this can mean things like trying out new positions, a little bit of role-playing, some toys. This was not the case for one 28-year-old Redditor, who very quickly found himself well beyond his comfort zone. But the bad thing is, when I'm watching this and watching him talk with his big curled-up mustache and hair and everything, is I see him as being the guy that poops in his wife's mouth. Asks if she's joking, and to which she starts crying. And because of this, he starts to feel bad, thinking he's kink-shaming her or something. But in any case, he just wasn't down with this. I would kink-shame somebody if they wanted me to poop in their mouth. I thought it was sickening. No, I wouldn't kink-shame him, but I just I wouldn't do it. Poop stinks. But she claimed this was her deepest, darkest kink. I couldn't understand how and why my shit excited her, but she insisted that she has always wanted this. Pulls likely had engaged in coprophagia this past weekend. Coprophagia. I didn't know where was the name. I, saw the tub. I started pushing, but unsurprisingly found it very difficult to successfully shit on my wife. I turned my head around to see my wife staring up and smiling at me, waiting for me to finish. With enough time, I was finally able to get a turd to start coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I heavier beneath me as my asshole started opening. However... Okay, and then he's playing some kind of music in the background that kind of sounds like some kind of synth synthesized farting sound. The drop on her chest. I felt a sensation around my asshole. I turned around and saw my wife, the love of my life, the mother of my son, attempting to catch my turd in her mouth as it fell out of my ass. This is like Sallow, 120 Days of Sodom, where that guy with the, the cockeyed guy, he looked up smiling and he had shit smeared all over his teeth. I was horrified that she would try to do this. And okay, I was seven minutes and fifty-five seconds into this, and I turned it off. Out of eleven, out of eleven minutes, there was only like three minutes to go, and I fucking turned it off. Tried to put the shit back into my body so she couldn't receive it in her mouth. See what looked like an attempt by her to eat my shit brought me close to throwing up. So he clenches and tries to keep it from coming out, but in do I wouldn't be fucking kissing her after that. He winds up cutting a little piece off, and he hears it drops. I wonder if you could, like, if you filed for divorce, if that could be, would that fall under irreconcilable differences, or would you, you know, okay. Somewhere below him, and he just, he doesn't even look, he just runs out with seeing whatever it is that his wife did with it. He locks himself in their other bathroom and cleans himself up the whole time, thinking about how he's never going to be able to look his wife in the face again. She's knocking on the door and he's ignoring it. And eventually she texts him, thanking him for fulfilling her wish and asking him to come to bed. He fucking hides in the bathroom, locks the door, and then she has to text him. 
By the time of writing it, he had not yet gone. I've been sitting in the living room typing this for the last half hour, scared to face my wife. We have plans to take our son to the zoo with another family tomorrow, but I don't think I can look at her after what she did. <laughs> I feel deceived and violated by the woman I love and trust. During our initial conversations about this, there is never a question. Oh, man, I, I think I got to get off here, man. My neck is fucking just banging. It's it's. I need to go fucking lay down or something, get in a position where I fucking can be comfortable. So maybe we'll talk about uh, Neptune Factor and let's see what else. What else did I have on here that I watched? Uh, the Glove with Rosie Greer and John Saxon. Frankenstein Theory. The Green Knight, which was really good. And I re really want to talk about that more in depth. But right now I'm just, oh man, I need to fucking do something. Uh, St. Jack, Peter Bogdanovich. Dune 2, Circle of Iron with David Carradine. Neptune Factor, Wake in Fright. And uh, The Catcher, I watched uh, the uh, watch party with uh, Cinemascus, Justin Oberholzer on Monday. California Kid with uh, Martin Sheen, Vic Morrow, Nick Nolte, and Michelle Phillips from, uh, um, oh. oh, man, there's something grinding. Whew. And um, Cyborg 2, uh, uh, 2087. I watched those, but I'm going to talk about them later because I'm, I cannot continue. I'm tapping out. All right, guys. Uh, bear with me. I'll get straightened out. Dig it. <laughs>